Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to the Corona Premier Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Presented by Corona Premier with only 2.6 carbs and just 90 calories. It's the light beer you've been waiting for. Also presented by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. And by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course. Now, here's Darren Pritchett. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the first golf show of 2023. My name is Darren Pritchett. Great to have you on board. Another season of the golf show on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We're also streaming live at WSBTradio.com and via our W Radio app, which you can acquire by going to the iTunes or Google Play Store and search Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Once you have that app, you can listen to the program live. Also, the golf show is available on demand. Well, it is great to be talking golf. That means warm weather has arrived, kind of, here in the South Bend area. And we are looking forward to a terrific golf season here in northern Indiana and southwest Michigan. Of course, We've got some of the great golf courses in the Midwest within driving distance, including right here in South Bend with Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame and also Blackthorn Golf Club. Coming up in our next segment, a couple of thoughts about this weekend's Masters from an old golf show friend, our former co-host, John Foster. Also, the former general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. He retired a couple of years ago and now living in South Carolina. He has played Augusta National, so I always love to talk to John about historic Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia, where weather is going to be a factor this weekend. A couple of weather delays yesterday during the second round. Chance for some sketchy weather today with temperatures maybe in the 50s. Looking better for Sunday. But a guy like Brooks Kepka, who went out and had a great first two rounds. 12 under par, including 67 yesterday. Backing up a 65 on Thursday. And the live golfer right now has a great chance to bank his fifth major championship. Easy to forget, just a few years ago, won the U.S. Open twice and the PGA Championship twice. And if he wins the green jacket this weekend, just an open championship away from becoming the sixth member of the career Grand Slam, something that Rory McIlroy was trying to accomplish this week. But Rory shot 77 yesterday, And surprisingly, missed the cut, so another opportunity to etch his name into that really iconic career Grand Slam list was unsuccessful at the Masters. Another chance for Rory next year. 
The Golf Show is presented by our good friends at Michelob Ultra. Great to have them back on board for another season of The Golf Show here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. One thing about the Masters this week, the par 5 13th is the big change on the golf course. It was pushed back. The tee was 35 yards. It now plays 545 yards rather than 510. The 510 length of that hole was just becoming way too easy for these great golfers with the technology and the talents of these players. Some guys were hitting driver 8-iron into a par 5. Yeah, there are some penalties around the green if you hit a bad shot, but you put an 8-iron in the hand of a professional, and probably good things are going to happen. So that tee going back 35 yards makes it more difficult to turn the corner on the dog leg left, which shortens the par 5. It is definitely more challenging, although some of the numbers I saw during the playing of the second round yesterday that players making it a three-shot hole were playing the hole at even par, 5.00. Players that could get to the green in two, we're scoring pretty much the same as last year when it was the third easiest hole on the golf course. Now, it has firmed out, even though we had some rain, of course, late in the day yesterday, but earlier in the day, it had firmed up just a little bit, and players were getting some carry and an opportunity to get to that par 5 and to at least the longer hitters. So I'm not sure the hole's going to play the way the membership wanted this year, but let's wait till next year and see how this whole plays when you have normal weather conditions. All right, we'll talk some more Masters with my good friend John Foster coming up in just a moment here on the Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Welcome back to the Golf Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. Let's talk some Masters with a good friend, former co-host of the Golf Show, presented by Michelob Ultra. He is John Foster, the retired general manager at Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame. Who had a better day, Brooks Kepka shooting 67 at the Masters, or you just wrapping up 18 holes? Oh, my goodness. It's so bad right now. I, I mean, I, I understand why, you know, when you said in the past, you know, you just, you're not playing a lot of golf. You just don't have the desire to. Well, I'm kind of in that boat right now. It's like I don't understand. You know, I used to be a pretty good player. And you think when you, you know, you retire and you play a lot, uh, things will get better. But, Darren, it just hasn't been the case. So, um, I don't know. It's still fun, though. We had a great time today. And the weather, it's a little chilly right now. It's down to 77. And so, <laughs> but we're getting the stuff they're getting in. A, I mean, we're not too far from Augusta. I know we're supposed to get that tomorrow, too. It's going to be nasty this weekend, I think, which for all of us, Kepka fans like you and I are, that's really good news, I think. Yeah, no doubt. You know, as someone who taught the game for so many years, the principles, the main principles that you taught individuals in our area, is it hard to accomplish those as a player? You know what I mean? Is it easier to teach them than to execute them day in and day out? You know, Darren, it's, it's so, in my opinion, it's so much easier to teach because I'm able to observe someone. It's fairly uh, <clears throat> fairly obvious in most cases what, what they're doing wrong. And um, I, I have told you before, though, I think when I started teaching years ago, 
my game suffered a little bit because I, you, you have the tendency when you teach is, is to think, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm doing that or maybe I should try this. And before you know it, you know, you're, you're not sure what your original, your true swing is. And in this case down here, um, I just think I'm overthinking it. I, I, do you think it's, it's bad to have like 12 swing thoughts on every swing? You think that's too many? <laughs> Welcome to my world. That's about a half as I'm many as that you. goes through my mind. Darren, everybody I play with, they're like, holy, you shot what? You know, they, they play with you and you hit some of these shots that only you can hit. None of them have ever hit one like that. And then they beat you by five shots aside. It's like, <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, it is hard, Darren. I mean, I, I kind of miss teaching. I'm not obviously not doing it down here, uh, but it's hard to teach yourself. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I can't, I can't go to the pro and ask him for help. I just haven't reached that point yet. I'm trying to self-diagnose things, and that that doesn't work either. So, so anyway, enough complaining. On my well, it's it's great. We love it down here. I get to play golf, and uh, you know, I I knew I was never going to contend again. So. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> never know. I ever did. Hey, I know. my best piece of advice to you is advice that you would give me. Stop thinking it only hurts the ball club. You know, it's, just it's, just hit the doggone so, thing. It, it's so true, Darren. It really is. And when I can, you know, possibly clear my mind out and just just swing what I would term naturally, you know, things are pretty good. So, um, and I like the cool thing is here we're like a little bit below sea level in elevation, so the ball doesn't go anywhere. And I tell people that's got to be it. It cannot be a function <laughs> of my age. So, because <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. Oh man, nothing with my age. So. John, I was just thinking earlier today that coming up this summer will be the four-year anniversary of you bringing the U.S. Senior Open to Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame. We didn't even know what COVID was when the U.S. Senior was at Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame. And, of course, you were a huge reason why it was pulled off so perfectly at Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame. And I thought of you... Earlier this week, uh, watching the Augusta National coverage on Thursday, you had the opening ceremonial tee shots, Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, and Tom Watson, who played at your facility in that championship. And it's hard to imagine in four years how a, a golf swing and a body can change, but for the first time... Tom Watson looked a little old. Hit, hit that swing that was so fluid and, and goes all the way back. Yeah. It was kind of a three-quarter swing, and it, and it actually made me a little sad, but it also reminded me of how cool it was to have him at Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame for that championship. Darren, I'm, I'm, it's really interesting you say that because it's not like I've got, you know, when I was at the, the, the golf shop, we'd talk about this all the time, and anytime we'd see something like, like that. And so I was watching it the other day, too, and I thought, what the heck was that? Yeah. Because there's a guy that shot his age three of the four rounds that he played at the senior open. He finished 17th, I think. Mm. And, you know, like, like you said, I mean, he's like, he, he never aged a day when we saw him. And well, he's also been married and divorced since that. time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's got something to do with it. But I thought the same thing is he hurt. It was more like a spasm than a swing. And it's, it, it was really sad, I guess is what I would say about it. So, um, yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> and it, it also reminds me how amazing the body of Gary Player still is because he was doing, you know, kickboxing after hitting the tee shot. <laughs> it's <laughs> remarkable how much he works out, and it pays off. Every time we see him, he looks great. 
He, he looks great, and he's really annoying, isn't he? 87 <laughs> years old, and he just... <laughs> 87. I know. I'm Darren Pritchett, John Foster, my guest, the retired general manager at Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame. And, John, let's continue on by talking a little bit about the Masters. Brooks Kepka right now in the lead. i got to be honest with you, coming into the week, I wasn't quite sure what we were going to get out of those 18 live golfers because they only play 54 holes in their tournaments. They have shotgun starts, which is still... Very, very strange. It's a team competition as well as an individual competition. So Brooks won in Florida last weekend. I wasn't quite sure if it was going to carry over or not. But apparently for Kepka, getting that knee healthy has made him look like the guy that I think it's fair to say dominated golf three, four years ago. Yeah, I think in his case, uh, you, you hit it right on the head. I didn't realize at the time, I don't think anybody did, how how much he was hurt. And I saw an interview with him the other day talking about the last two trips he had to Augusta where he played miserably. You know, he, he attributed to his knee. I think that's like an excuse. He's always, and for majors, as you know, Darren, he's, he never played that much anyway, as far as other than the majors. And as far as the team concept, uh, I don't think he's really a team guy. <laughs> I think he happens to be on the team, but he, you know, I don't think he's one of the, um, uh, social leaders of the live tour. Um, I, I'm not so sure he sees it the same way some of those guys do. Um, but anyway, you know, it's hard to begrudge the guy. He's really talented, but we can always hope, can't we? You know, <laughs> I just don't, I, I don't want, I, it's not so much Bruce Kepka. I don't want Greg Norman to feel like he's vindicated in any way by one of those guys winning down there. What is your perspective right now on what has happened to golf with the Live Golf Tour, yeah. I don't want to say becoming a bigger story. I mean, their TV ratings are nothing. The crowds right. aren't very big. It almost feels like a gimmicky golf league at this particular time. I yeah. still enjoy watching the PGA Tour. In fact, Live Golf might have made the PGA Tour a little better with some of those designated events that are getting more yeah. of the big names out. So kind of what are your thoughts on where the PGA Tour stands and what Live Golf, I guess, means at this time? Sure. Well, I think what, what it did do to the Tour, it did force the Tour to loosen the purse strings a little bit as far as some of the prize money, but they designated these events. I think it's worked to the disfavor, though, of journeyman pros who are out there you know, day in, day out, trying to make a living, whereas it's it's tilted now towards the dominant players uh, really participating in the, you know, and they're talking about no-cut events too, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, would then eliminate the fields of 144, 152, that they're going to be going to smaller fields, much like the Masters, invitation-only type of stuff. So I guess one could say that's maybe progress, but I think the, the Live Tour forced that upon the Tour, I personally have a number of friends who are involved with that. The actually three or four of the principal people that work for the management company that when we did the senior open are now running the live tour wow. events around the country in the U S and then my superintendent, Matt Seelan, former superintendent is the lead agronomist for the live events. Now he's not a full time guy. Matt's got his own consulting business. He's been very successful at it. He's a very talented guy. Uh, but he is doing some advanced agronomy work or live at the, some of the U.S. Um, venues that they're doing. So he, Matt described it like this. He said the first few times that he was there, he said the guys really are having a good time. But he said the crowd 
And the people that it appeals to are definitely not the people who would have been at the Senior Open or at the U.S. Open. They're more... Happy Gilmore? <laughs> there you go. He said it exactly. And he goes, I don't know how long it could last necessarily. He goes, I really don't care at this point. He says, I'm learning a lot. I'm getting to travel to some great golf courses. I'm meeting a lot of good, you know, from a career standpoint, I think it's doing him a lot of good, but I think even Matt wouldn't put all of his, you know, retirement funds into a bet that would say they're going to be a factor down the road. Now, frankly, too, the Saudi's got to be sooner or later say, is this really paying off for him? You know, whether it be sports washing or or some type of investment in sports, I don't see how they're going to win in this thing, Darren. It's just an enormous amount of money. They're dumping into it, and I just don't see that the return that they foresaw is happening right now, whether it's through TV viewership or, you know, having be the envy of the world for the great players and stuff. I, uh, I, don't, I don't see it that way, buddy. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. Now, the reception that they've gotten at Augusta, at least from the other players, seems to be somewhat, I mean, okay. Yeah. There's not been any major, but I don't know how the fans are reacting. I, I, because you know CBS or Golf Channel or ESPN are not going to say anything negative about fan reaction while they're at Augusta. No. Or they're never going to be there again. But I'm, I'm really curious how Mickelson's being received and some of these other guys. And I don't know if you have any insight or if you've heard anything. Yeah, you know, I personally have noticed... I don't think they have shown Mickelson as much in the coverage as in past years. Now, before Phil made the comments about the Saudis and joining the Live Golf right. Tour, he was the most right. popular guy on the tour outside of Tiger Woods. And you yeah. basically saw every shot that he took in a tournament. Yeah. He was even halfway close to the lead. But yeah. I've hardly seen Phil. Now, is that on accident? Is that right. on purpose? Right. I don't feel like I've seen much of Cam Smith so far this week. We've right. seen a lot of Kepka because he's been in the lead or near the top of the leaderboard, so yeah. I get it. Now, again, maybe it's a small sample size, but I feel like some of the live guys have not been in the coverage unless they had to be. I mean, Sergio Garcia, I don't think I've seen him once so far. <laughs> no, I, I, and, and, you know, although the, the broad, well, at least CBS pledge that they're going to be, you know, Switzerland and they're going to be neutral through this whole thing and show everybody, you know, golf's going to be the, the way. But even Fred Ridley in his opening comments, you know, to the press or whatever, took a couple, you know, stabs at, at uh, dissing him a little bit. And, you know, you know it doesn't set well with the Augusta crowd. You no. know it doesn't as far as the members and the management down there. So I'm, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm, I guess you heard that, you know, like the dinner, the championship, Phil didn't say a word to anybody. Yeah. I guess he was in his own little bubble. So, so I don't know. I don't know if we'll be able to tell this weekend when it's full-on uh, crowds and see if you could gauge whether these guys are, are being accepted or not. But I, I just don't see how they can. And I saw an interview today with um, uh, Luke Donald about the, the Ryder Cup thing, and he's oh. still, yeah, he's pretty adamant about these guys do not, you know, are not going to be part of it, even though the DP uh, tour, I guess, won a court case, and there is for these guys. To play DP tour events, but they got to pay a bunch of penalties for the events that they they didn't play because they were playing opposite in an LIV tour. So I don't know, Darren. I, I I'm not a fan, and maybe it's, and you and I are a lot alike. We're very traditional as far yep. as golf and the, the tour goes. Uh, I think the tour needed some shaking up. I think they were a bit pompous and full of themselves, and um, so maybe this is is to the betterment. I know that you know Augusta the way they've changed their outreach programs, whether it be with women or kids mm-hmm. or whatever else, 
that wasn't done out of the goodness of their heart. That was a forced change because society was changing. There was a lot of pressure brought upon them. Yep. Um, I think the poor is more open to new things, um, but there's a limit. I, I, there's no way they're ever going to, you know, st- I don't see them playing against the live tour and, and events and stuff like that. I think that's giving them way too much uh, credibility for what they're actually doing right now. My guest is John Foster, retired gym at Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame. We mentioned Mickelson a moment ago, and you referenced the Champions Dinner. He basically sat in a corner and did not talk to anyone. <laughs> I was a huge Mickelson fan, but I got to be honest with you. I'm no longer a fan because of the comments he made going to the Live Golf Tour. I think he is putting dirty money in his back pocket. I'm not a fan of that. And I don't know if Phil is ever going to get that reception he used to. I think his comments really destroyed his reputation. Now, in America, we love an underdog. We love a comeback story. Look at Tiger Woods. He has come back over and over from some things that were not the greatest away from the golf course. But I think in Phil's case, the comments made and then going to the Live Golf Tour – I'm not sure he's ever going to be the fan favorite, and I'm not sure he would ever be welcome back to the PGA no. Tour, even if he asked. No, I, I'm with you there, and I know what a huge Phil fan you were. I mean, we used to tease you about it all the time. Oh, yeah. But, but in, and Tiger's problems were Tiger's problems. In Phil's case, he basically blamed the PGA Tour for depriving him of making a decent living all these years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, people don't want to hear that. You know, the guy that's working the assembly line or, or me or you, I don't want to hear about how he was deprived out of, you know, developing his own, uh, you know, social media and all the broadcast rights that he gave away. Give me a break. And I think that's what's probably hurt him. He's not America's darling. Frankly, as I used to, I, he never was, in my opinion. Uh, but there's no way he's ever going to occupy that again. Whereas Tiger's. You know, his were self-inflicted problems. He never blamed anybody, though. I never heard Tiger Woods blame anybody Mm-mm. for his issues other than himself. And, you know, he owned up to them. And I think that's what, uh, you know, the, just the opposite of what Phil did during his time. So it's easier to embrace Tiger, I believe, than, than Phil. We've, we've all got our own faults. Sure. You know? That was John Foster, the retired general manager at Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame. We'll wrap up the golf show presented by Michelob Ultra next on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. The golf show presented by Michelob Ultra on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, Darren Pritchett with you. I hope you get the chance to play some golf very, very soon. If not, you can wet your whistle this weekend. We've got our first major championship of the year wrapping up on Sunday at Augusta National. Who's going to wear that green jacket? Winner of the 87th Masters Championship. Always great drama at Augusta National on Sunday. We will talk to you again next Saturday on The Golf Show. I'll speak to you again on Monday with Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on WSBT Radio. This has been The Golf Show presented by Michelob Ultra on 960 AM WSBT. This has been the Corona Premier Golf Show, presented by Corona Premier, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Also brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing, and by Erskine Park Golf Course, Elbel Park Golf Course, and Studebaker Park Golf Course.
Hear the Corona Premier Golf Show every Saturday morning at 8 or catch the podcast at WSBTRadio.com. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 